This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Welcome to Why I'm Voting, a production of iHeartRadio. Listen, you already know this, but it's an election year. You might already be tired of hearing about it, but here's the thing. Democracy doesn't work without you. I'm Holly Fry, and I'm sitting down with many of my fellow podcasters from Will Ferrell to Stephanie Rule, as well as other luminaries to find out about their relationships with the ballot box and ultimately just to find out why they vote. I hope you're exercising your right to vote. And if you're not, I hope that their stories inspire you. Today, I am joined by a spectacular guest who everyone will recognize by name. It is Jewel, the Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter. She is also a producer, an actress, and a writer, as well as an activist. And she is the creator of Never Broken, an amazing initiative to help people find happiness and emotional wellness. And on top of all of that, she is also a voter. Jewel, welcome so much to the show. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for having me. I ask everybody right out of the gate, do you remember when you learned about voting as a kid? I don't remember first learning about voting. It seems like, you know, I was in the very wonderful position of just knowing it was always a right that I had. Did you register right away when you turned 18? I don't think I did register when I was 18. I moved out when I was 15. And when I was 18, I became homeless. I started living in my car and then my car got stolen and I was having agoraphobia and panic attacks and shoplifting food a lot. (laughs) So that year kind of went by in a crazy, crazy blur. (laughs) Yeah. Safe to say you had some other stuff going on. (laughs) When did you decide to register to vote? I remember the first time I voted was, I think, for the Clinton election. And then when he was elected, I just remember getting much more involved from then on. Do you make sure that you keep up with local elections instead of just the every four years? Yeah. Mainly as I got older, it was hard for me to understand local elections when I was younger, because also because I was very transient. As a kid, I moved in a different house multiple times a year. I switched cities a lot. And as an adult, as well. And I was a traveling musician. So I never was really, I never felt very anchored into a community. 
It's something as I got older that I realized how important and how valuable it was. I wasn't taught, you know, civics in class or in school that I was aware of. So I don't think that helped my situation either. So now that you are more involved in those local votes, how do you go about researching all of the candidates and figuring out maybe which ones that aren't getting as much press coverage still deserve some attention and to have their platform recognized? I'm registered to vote in Tennessee. That's where I'm a resident. But I got caught in quarantine in Colorado. So keeping up with my local politics has definitely been challenging. But I've always had that problem, right? Because I'm traveling and on the road and on tour. So the way I learned how to solve it was to have a network of friends that were very engaged in local politics. And we would get on the phone and make dates where we would talk about what was happening. And they would basically fill me in. They were my cheat sheet. Not that I would necessarily vote how they voted. It was more that I just had somebody that was that dedicated person in our group that was engaged and even went to like town hall meetings and things like that presented it. And because they are confusing, I'm doing that this time. Actually, I have a friend in Tennessee who's like my mom friend who her kids go to public school there. She's very well versed on who's running all the little elections that are very hard to keep track of, frankly. And I'm able to understand just by visiting with her and my little group of friends. I love it that your community is part of your community (laughs) voting plan. I love that. So is it safe to presume that you are generally a mail-in voter or is that just this time around due to pandemic? I typically am a mail-in voter because of almost always been on tour every election. I imagine keeping up with election results as they're playing out is a little bit tricky for someone who is probably often playing a show the same night. How do you keep up with results? And do you have any sort of plan of attack on election day to be watching the polls while you are also probably doing your job full time and not being able to necessarily watch a television? I think what frustrates a lot of people about voting and feeling like their vote counts is that it seems bigger than us. It does seem like a big mess. It seems like what could one person do about it? And I used to feel that way. And it affected my voting. It affected my caring. I was very apathetic. When I started to really just focus on what I can do in my life to make my life better, basically focus on the things I did have control over, and to stop focusing on the things I didn't have control over, it was a real narrative switch. So before, I wouldn't put my energy where it counted, right? Where I actually had a vote literally. But I would get hyper-focused on all the results and all the polls and the vitriol. And I swapped it. I no longer watch poll results. I don't watch the outcome. I hear it five minutes later because everybody's walking down the street talking about it. But I don't put my energy there at all anymore because I can't control it. it. It will be what it will be. What I can control is what I do. What I can control is me being a good citizen and understanding my environment and letting people know that's what I care about with my vote. And trying not to let myself get completely crazy over the rest. And then if the person I voted for goes in office, great. If the person I didn't vote for goes in office, what can I do about my life and my situation to have the best life I can have? I still have the same job, right? No matter what the outcome is. I love that that's a very healthy way to do it because I know I'm one of those people that sucks in all that information to the point that it becomes overwhelming. I'm glad you brought up apathy and people sometimes feeling overwhelmed and apathetic because of it, because we often encounter people who think like the result of an election is a foregone conclusion. And so they are not motivated to vote. But I would love to hear your take on why it is important to go vote anyway. There's a lot of reasons it's important to vote. And one is out of respect to the people that fought for that right. You know, if I fought as a woman 
<laughs> for the right for women to have a vote. And some snotty-nosed Alaskan folk singer just didn't feel like it. she had time <laughs> that day. I would want to go forward in time and kick my ass. So out of respect to the women who fought very, very hard to be counted as humans, that matters. For the African-Americans and the people of color that fought for that right, we owe us showing up. It is a privilege, and it is a very spoiled thing to act like that isn't a privilege. So that's one. Two is it is impossible to see how one drop in the ocean matters to the ocean, and yet you see it time and time again. Um, It's those little drops that add up. And, you know, it's, again, funny. It's one of those things that we get backwards. We think we're overly important in ways that don't help us. And where we are important, we don't ever empower ourselves. So we're over-empowered in really meaningless ways, like what color do I want my cell phone cover to be? And I want everything personalized because I matter and I'm (laughs) unique just like a snowflake. But I don't vote. (laughs) That's actually where my personal thought and opinion has a lot more weight. So it's just funny, you know, human psychology is funny and I'm not above it. I've been that person. So that's, uh, that's why I can talk about it. I also think that it's kind of the same reason. Why do we clean our house? Why do we make our bed? Why do we floss our teeth? Why do we do the things that lead to happiness, right? Happiness is the side effect of a million little decisions. And little million decisions, when we don't do them, we feel crappy and we feel kind of depressed and we feel really anxious. When if we took the time to do all of those million little things, the side effect is great. That's democracy. When we pay attention to the details, the side effect is great. But we each have to pay attention to the details because, you know, the only way democracy works is when we understand how our government works. And again, I do think it's very sad we don't learn that in school much. This is kind of possibly going to reiterate some of the things you just said, but if you're trapped in an elevator with a person and they tell you they don't vote and you want to make sure that they use that right, what's the one thing you tell them in your 30-second ride? I would just say that I care. I'd be curious. I'd like to know what you think. What do you care about? What are the issues you care about? I hope they would have a friend that can help them translate what they care about into how that translates into what to vote about. It is confusing, but I hope that there's you know, we don't think our politicians care. And time and time again, on both sides, politicians have been guilty of saying whatever it takes to get a vote. It seems very disingenuous. And kids are smart enough to know that. Young voters are smart enough to know that. And it's like, why would I talk to a parent that doesn't want to actually hear how I'm doing? I think that's how a lot of people come into the feeling with. If they can have somebody in their life that does want to know what they care about, can help them vote and kind of be their partner. That's why I needed accountability partners to help me vote. I needed a group of people that were engaged and put bringing me in discussions and <laughs> reminding me when the voting day was. I guess that's all I would say to them is like, I'd love to know what you thought. What are the issues you care about? And see what lights them up and see if I could get them to engage. I love that answer. Jewel, you are such a treat. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. Thanks. And hopefully it'll help inspire somebody to know there's a community out there that will help them if they want to get out there and vote. Right on. Hey, are you not registered to vote yet, but you think it's something you want to do? You may still have time. Voter registration deadlines vary by state, so to find out the scoop for where you are, check out a nonpartisan registration voting site like headcount.org or fairvote.org. Why I'm Voting is an iHeartRadio production. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you listen to your favorite shows. 